When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Espo and Gerald Bourget. We swapped Saul and Espo. (laughs) And then the whole crew should be back on Friday. Which means you're all winners today. Congratulations. <laughs> how are you guys doing? I got yelled at yesterday for not asking uh, how you guys are doing. <laughs> there so. was no vibe check. Now I genuinely would like to know how all of you are doing. Better than you yesterday on the show. At least there's no spiders behind me or people making me believe there are. That was what I was watching that at, at home. I had just gotten back from Chicago and was literally. It was just pure joy for me to watch you guys <laughs> in that moment. I, I was very proud uh, of this show and, and what it could be in that in that moment. So. I just want to say something to Lindsay. I mm-hmm. apologize for nothing. Um, I created <laughs> good content. All I know is that Panda Player whatever in the chat and Shane Diefenbach have never been in the same room together. Mm-hmm. It's true. So. Shane loved those Panda slots in I'm Vegas. I'm not saying. I, I'm I just think saying. It's, it's an alias. Uh, so much joy uh, at those panda <laughs> slots. I so say, much joy yesterday. It was it was pretty funny going back and rewatching it. You <laughs> did bring me a little bit of joy. So I think Saul got legit scared <laughs> when Shane said that it was there <laughs> too, which was amazing. So thank you, thank you for ending my vacation on a on a high note. So. All I know is that at least, and people pointed this out in the chat too. At least I was very calm about my potential exit strategy. Right, you. I just very <laughs> slowly. slowly and calmly leaned forward, like I was about to leave, but I didn't like full blown meltdown. Let's be honest, you would have flipped the table if you had to. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I would have turned around and seen like a big ass roach right here or something, I would have definitely bolted. I think that's, that's fair though. Yeah, Gerald, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. No bugs behind me. So I'm good today. <laughs> as of right now. Yeah. As of right now, I'm good. Oh my gosh. All right. We got a lot to get into on today's show. First and foremost, Basketball News, sorry, Basketball Network shared an article with the title Goran Dragic shares the moment he decided to leave Phoenix. This article was super interesting. And the quotes that were pulled from this article were pulled from a podcast. Uh, I believe it was a Slovenian podcast. That's what I'm, I'm guessing. I, went, I clicked yeah. through. I was going to listen to it, and I realized this is in English. And as much as I love Goran, I don't think I could learn Slovenian that quick. Yeah, no. so we are moving forward with the understanding that yeah. whoever wrote this art. Thank you. Our, Look our, what Shane <laughs> brought us. Or no, what Bro, Bo brought us, but Shane delivered. Bo bribing us here thank uh, you with coffee. anyways uh, so yeah we are operating under the assumption that this is factual and truthful and actually what goron said mm-hmm. but we can't confirm because we don't speak the language uh, i can't imagine uh, 
this is a weird thing to lie about if it's not factually yeah. true <laughs> based on a podcast that they found from Slovenia. So there's a lot of uh, things that I, I imagine would just have to happen for this to be fake. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sold that this is real because it kind of, kind of finally answers a question, why did Gorn go scorched earth uh, to, to get out of Phoenix at one point? Yeah. I feel like Are we going to go over the actual... Yeah, I feel quote? like it also answers the question that we've all been asking of, like, why wouldn't we go target him? Because mm. we've been saying that since we started this podcast, yeah. he was a name that we've thrown out quite a few times. Right. So here is the biggest quote from this article. Goron was in the training facility when he found out he did not make the All-Star game. And it so happened, Robert Sarver was also there. This was his way of consoling an up-and-coming All-Star. Goron said, quote... He came to the gym and said that he is happy, actually happy. So I asked him, why are you so happy? He told me that it's because he doesn't have to pay me the $1 million bonus. What kind of owner doesn't want his own player to not make the all-star team? Goran shared on the podcast. And that's when Drogic had a reaction. So many of the Suns employees seemed to share after interacting with Robert Sarver. Another quote, after that, I said to myself, I really don't see myself being in this place any longer. Look, I'll say this. <laughs> in my time with the Suns, I was around a lot of really bad, awkward Robert Sarver jokes. Mm -hmm. So this could have been said somewhat in jest and still been completely offensive right. in, in the way it was said, even if it was meant as a joke, because it's just the perception he gives off, the the way it comes off. So this didn't shocked me at all i could actually hear the voice in my head as i was reading it and and it actually makes a lot of sense as to why goren finally decided to leave and, mm -hmm. and force his way out when everybody thought he and, and robert sarver had a really good relationship because sarver actually was the one that signed him not lance blanks i'm sorry i'm just <laughs> what is going on my... don't worry shane muted my mind oh, okay um <laughs> No, it's it's another quote, another story, another anecdote about Sarver that just demonstrates the inability to read a room and kind of lends itself to this environment that so many people have said that they didn't feel comfortable in. And it's just one of those odd jokes that you shouldn't make, like read the room, understand the situation. And I don't know, it, it's, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I was never mad at Dragic for the way that he forced his way out because so many other players did the same here. It was not a good working environment here um, for anybody that was involved. So it, this kind of thing doesn't surprise me. It, it does make me sad because now we understand part of another reason as to why that union split the way it did. I was never mad at him. It just always caught me off guard because it was so counter to who he was and and his personality but now this makes a lot more sense and mm -hmm. it, you know he he's winding down his career it doesn't necessarily shock me that he's now a little bit op more open sharing some about of the these stories. things so mm -hmm. you know look we we've talked about it we've talked about the ESPN article and things with Sarver i think we all kind of know where we stand with that but but man, it's just, it continues to <laughs> not surprise me and surprise me all uh, at the same time how you could treat people in this way. And this is why when somebody says to me, 
oh, but he's changed. Look at this. I always go, I'm not sure yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, did, did he let DeAndre Ayton sign pen to paper on a, on a max deal? Is he going to pay $15 million in luxury tax? In theory, yes, but you could always move on from that mm-hmm. uh, as well. So I don't know. I, did you guys talk about the photo of him? Next to DeAndre Ayton we yesterday. Did, yeah. I mean, he looked like he was in pain. We're watching him sign on the line because of how much I don't much know that I dissected that part. Oh, it looked like pain. Go look closely. But, oh, no. Uh, but look, again, this doesn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, I'm not really surprised. And I do understand where you, what you were saying, Espo, that it could have been just a very bad joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think. That's a joke maybe you make a year down the road yeah. or maybe if he makes the all-star game next year, then it's like, hey, we can make a funny joke about last year because now you finally accomplished this goal that you have. But the exact same day, shortly after you find out you didn't make the all-star game, it's just like, read the room, like you said. Too soon, bro. Look, Too soon. he was the king of awkward jokes mm-hmm. and things said at the wrong time. So it does that does not shock me based on what I saw in my minimal interaction around there. It's just like that over-familiarity and not understanding the the power dynamic there in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's a lot of it because he always wanted to be buddy-buddy with players mm-hmm. uh, and try to force that. And, yeah, that's one thing if your friend makes some crack and you're mad at him for saying it, but you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. it, it it's kind of funny, but – when it's your when it's the boss, when it's the guy signing the checks, <laughs> yeah. it just feels like such a dick thing to say. Right. It's rubbing yeah. salt in the wound. Hey, congratulations. You didn't meet that career goal of yours and I don't have to pay you a million dollars. Yeah. I just hope that whatever happens at some point in time, hopefully, mm-hmm. things change. Whatever that means or whatever that looks like based on what the NBA kind of decides. I just hope that things change for the better. Mm-hmm. Jay in the chat says he's Michael Scott without the funny. Yeah. He's Michael Scott without writers. Like <laughs> you, you forget funny people write the lines that come out of Michael Scott's mouth. Uh, that that kind of person usually isn't funny in those situations. So. Yeah, I don't know. Did you guys see – I saw on social media today that a sports um, – somebody put a bet. I think it was like a $25,000 bet. On the Kings winning the championship this year? $25,000? I'm pretty sure it was twenty. dollars Why would you burn $25,000? That's what I'm saying. Call me up. I'll light half of it on fire and I'll keep the other half. And you'll get the same result on your end. Like, that's just insanity. Huh? Was it Vivek? Because even then, it, that's too much money for him to put down. Yeah, on betting his own on your team. own team. He should that's know better. So, <laughs> so the better place, $10,000 on them to win the championship, it would net $7.5 million. Apologies. I inflated oh that number quite a bit. But still, ten grand is a lot of money to put down on the Kings. Like, bless the Kings' heart, but that's, that's not lot. happening. I wouldn't put down a dollar because I know I'd be losing that dollar real, really soon. Like, I mean, yeah. I would maybe put down a dollar, but no, ten grand? I wouldn't put down a dollar on the Kings to make the playoffs, <laughs> let alone to win a freaking championship. I mean, that's tough. That's for sure. But if you guys want to actually get in on some action, we highly recommend that you watch the Bet Show uh, before you place your bets, just to get a little bit of insight into how this all works and. Maybe listen to some people who have been there a time or two and hit quite a few bets. 
if you need some advice. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit, and you're going to get a risk-free bet back up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, if you are going to make a crazy bet like 10K on the Kings, maybe just lower it to 1,000 on the DraftKings Sportsbook back app because then at least you're going to get that bet back when it inevitably does not hit yeah. because it's the Kings. <laughs> a safer bet is that we see a Kendall Jenner, Devin Booker wedding or baby in this next 12 months than the Kings winning a championship. I'd feel safer on that front than I would on betting the Kings. Okay, question. If there was a, like, not, I don't know, like a TMZ or E! News style gambling service, would you get in on it? Hell yeah. Oh, yes. my God. Turn me up. Hell yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be I would feel, so fun. I'd feel so uncomfortable Dude, doing it. <laughs> oh, my God. I would like feel so comfortable. Like, you could literally so put money down on Kendall and Book getting married within the next 12 months or announcing a pregnancy within the next 12 months or something of that sort. You used to, I feel like this is I, a million-dollar idea, you guys. Okay, you waiting for, waiting for a baby is a little uncomfortable. I, but. I have to look this man in the eyes two to three times during the week. I'm not during saying the season, you do the, it. I'd feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Devin, I believe in you. you. You you'll get a ring this year one way or another. Let's oh, go. Oh man. I mean, I think it could be really interesting. <laughs> let's let's dive a little more into this endeavor, you guys. I think yeah, it's let's, important. Let's call up our friends at DraftKings and see if we can even put some lines <laughs> like a on secondary type. Yeah, bets, I think that would be bets. so much fun. All right. Uh, one other thing I want to tell you guys about our toast of the month sweepstakes is live at gophnx.com. You can head over there, enter into the sweepstakes, and if you win, you're going to get a $50 gift card to Four Peaks Brewery. You're going to get a PHNX shirt of your choice from our locker and a PHNX annual membership, which, of course, gets you access to all of Gerald's Sweet Sweet content. You have until next Wednesday, probably Tuesday, like midnight time, I'm guessing, because we're selecting the winner Wednesday the 27th. So make sure you get your entries in before that. Also, come hang out with us that Wednesday the 27th at Four Peaks. We're going to be live all day long. We're going to have drink specials. You do have to be 21 or older to enjoy the drinks. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. But you can bring the whole family. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So come hang out with us. And if KD gets traded here before the 27th, so I'll have to buy you all beers out there. Hey yo! I don't think it's gonna happen. Well, but you know, keep that in mind. You and Brian Windhorse don't think it's gonna happen. So great transition. Uh, NBA on ESPN <laughs> shared this video clip on Twitter today. Yeah, right now. Right now. <laughs> Trade talks involving Kevin Durant have slowed to a trickle. You can still get some Nets folks on the phone if you want to make an offer. But they are not aggressively, I am told, making outgoing calls. The league is about to go on their first significant vacations in two years. People are scattering to Europe and the national parks. And Kevin Durant is still a net. And I don't think that's going to change in the short-term future. Hold on. The biggest news here to me is that NBA executives are either going to Europe or national parks. Like, those are <laughs> that, the two destinations they're going to. my favorite part about this whole thing is that he was like, Sharing some of the insight as to where people like to vacation. Mm -hmm. Or Do, maybe he likes to vacation. Is yeah. Sean Marks going to Europe or or a park? Which one, which one is, uh, is he Grand doing? Canyon is a national park. Is it, hey he and James Jones. Get... <laughs> now, why would he go why there? Why would he go there? Why would he say that? Mm. 
Uh, <laughs> this is a mess today, you guys. Yeah, sorry. Um, I appreciate it, but it's definitely, is it Wednesday? It's yes, Wednesday. It it's definitely Wednesday. Yeah. Well, it's what did Wednesday, we, the last update we got on the Kevin Durant situation that we shared, it was either Monday or Tuesday, was that uh, the Nets are still looking to trade Kevin Durant. So this feels like reposturing from the Nets to counteract the report that we last had, because when we were last talking about this, we were saying, okay, that's significant because the last we had heard before that, they were saying we're content to run it back. We're going to bring Kyrie and KD back into training camp, and we're just going to bring everybody back if we don't get a trade that we like. Then it tra transitions to, oh, we're still looking for a trade, and now it's, oh, we're going to go on vacation. We're probably going to run it back, that type of thing. Well, I love that he's like, oh, it went from – the Nets were making all these outbound calls to now you can call them and they'll pick up. Mm -hmm. I imagine that was going to be the natural progression right. anyways. <laughs> right. Like, I don't feel like this is any, any real news. The Nets, like you said, are posturing. Kevin mm -hmm. Durant hasn't gone with the nuclear. I'm not coming to training camp because mm -hmm. it's probably not quite that time yet. That happens in late August. If nothing's shifted around, mm -hmm. like, it's, it's no news. We know this is moving slow. It's likely going to continue to move slow. And and if it happens at all. Like prediction time, it's going to be dragged out. It's going to be slow. We're going to get to a point leading up to training camp where Durant is going to float that nuclear option of I'm not going to report to training camp. The Nets are going to respond with we're going to call his bluff because he has four years on his contract. So if he wants to sit out and lose money, he can do that. And then Kevin Durant's going to be like, no, for real, I'm not going to play for you. And then the Nets are finally probably going to cave. And that's when it's going to happen. That would be my prediction. Yeah, I'm gonna... I don't like that, Gerald. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like, <laughs> it's just a game of chicken at this point between the Nets like saying, we're going to hold out for the best trade. Eventually, Katie's going to grow impatient. He's going to force their hand and they're going to try and push back and be like, well, we have you under contract. He's going to be like, I don't care. I'll actually sit out. And then that's when they're like, OK, fine, we'll trade you for whatever we can get at that point though it's going to probably be even a lesser package because now probably. you have literally zero leverage yeah. they really have zero leverage right now they're trying to act as if if they have leverage but in reality kevin durant holds all the cards and if he says phoenix and he says i'm not playing anywhere else and i'm not playing here It'll get done, and that, that's just where we're at right now. I, right. I'm going to actually test Brian Windhorst's Windhorst theory. I'm going to try to find Sean Marks's number. I yeah. think I got a, I got a beat on it. Okay, I'm going to try to call him mm -hmm. and see what I can drum up for tomorrow's show. So okay, nice. I'm going to see if I can actually get him to say a few words to me, Gerald. So we'll see. He said no words comment. to me. No, other than <laughs> he just no said comment. I'm not going to comment on that at this time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if I can pull it off. Uh, I still have faith. I think it's I think things are going to work out. I don't know. I'm still above 50 percent on the idea that Kevin Durant does not play for the Brooklyn Nets next year. Oh, I'm at 95 percent that he doesn't play for the Brooklyn Nets. Like, and I think I'm at 90 percent that he's that he's in Phoenix because I, I we're going to get to the point where he just says enough is enough. Yeah. I just I don't. At one point, I was like, oh, well, maybe he'll he'll go. Let's run it back. I just I don't see. Where it is, unless this is some brilliant ploy by him, and this is putting on the tinfoil hat, some brilliant ploy by him to get them to deal uh, Kyrie because he really doesn't want to play with them anymore. I, other than that, I don't see why he'd be like, you know what, I changed my mind. Uh, I'd like to be back here. I just don't see it. I love Wob in the comments said, am I the only one who doesn't want Katie leading us to our first championship? 
How do you guys feel? Probably. About that? <laughs> I could. I could not care less who it is as long as it happens. I don't care if Satan leads the Suns to the first championship. I will party. I'm sorry. I really don't. I, like I look. Hey, there's multiple reasons why, but I don't care who it is. I take that back. Uh, Miles Bridges, I wouldn't want leading the Hard championship. Pass. Yeah, that's. There are. There are. I do have a line. All right, I have a line, but most guys. I don't care who leads them to a championship as long as, as the Larry O'Brien trophy is in Phoenix. Beggars can't be choosers, and we are beggars. It's 54 years. It's a long time. It's being the bridesmaid, never the bride. Mm. I want it over with. I don't care how it happens. Yeah, I, I feel like that sentiment would change really quick as soon as we watch Kevin Durant play his first five games for the Suns and how good he is. Um, like, look, there's something to be said of like it being an awesome story if Devin Booker could lead the Suns to their first title as the guy, but you don't care. You take the title however you get the title, and if Kevin Durant wants to come here and play with Devin Booker for four years, then he's automatically one of the greatest Suns that ever played here anyway. So you you roll with that 100%. Okay, I I wouldn't care if it's Pat Beverly that leads up to a title <laughs> Or if Robert Ori somehow came out of retirement and let him do a title. Mm-hmm. Or John Paxson, and that hurts <laughs> me to say, I don't care who it is, just win the thing. Yeah. So that's all that matters. I'm really enjoying some of the comments in the chat right now. I'm not going to read them. This is <laughs> yeah. one of those reminders that if you really want to get the full, mm-hmm. uh, what, is the th- what is the word I'm looking for? Thank you. The full experience <laughs> of this podcast you should come over every once in a while to the YouTube live mm-hmm. shows because the chat makes it. I'll read it. I'll read, read a few. <laughs> Nomad says, "So Satan hasn't passed the line," and David Bailey says, "Great Satan is a great defender." So I'm not. I don't know where that the line is somewhere. I'll tell you, I have one. I'm just not quite sure where, and it's negotiable. All right, because that's how bad I want to see a Suns title. I just don't think they could get him for the MLE. I think well, probably Satan's not. A little more expensive. Than <laughs> that. You'd have to deal a lot. I Good one, Gerald. You probably have to make some kind of a deal involving your soul. Probably, probably. Well, we won't go down that road because you almost got yourself in trouble the last time you were offering up people's souls. I suppose so. Let's keep you. I give up my soul for for the sunshine. All right, everybody else can keep theirs. I'll, I'll sacrifice mine for that. Oh man! All right. So the question is, and we already have people in the chat answering it, but the question is. Is this offseason a success or a failure if the Suns don't pull off a KD trade? That's kind of what I've grappled with for a while now. And to be honest, there's still obviously the possibility that Kevin Durant is here at the start of the season or at some point during the season. But if this is it, just to be prepared because we have nothing but time during the offseason anyway, I don't think it's a failure if they go into this season. I think there are more moves to be made, and I think there needs to be a certain point where they pivot away from Kevin Durant if they realize it's not happening to start the season because they still have a 15th roster spot to account for. They still have two-way slots to do, and they need to shore up their bench on the trade market somehow. Like We saw last year that campaign was unreliable. Landry Shamit tried his hardest, and he defended really well, but he wasn't the answer either. Uh, Torrey Craig just kind of disappeared from the rotation because he was playing really, really bad minutes. So you need to be able to rely on your bench. And right now I'm looking at the Suns bench and it's basically just Cam Johnson or Jay Crowder, whoever's coming off the bench there. That's a six man rotation. You need like seven or eight in a reliable playoff rotation. So 
as good as it is that they have this depth that they can go, you know, three deep at every position, you still need to have that set seven or eight man rotation that you can rely on when things get tight. And right now they don't have that. They proved that last season. And even against the Bucks a little bit, it came to the forefront. Cam Johnson was kind of the only guy they could rely on off the bench. So maybe Dario Saric is that guy coming back from injury. Maybe that boosts it a little bit. But that's asking a lot of a guy coming off two knee surgeries. So my thing is it's not a failure, but there's still work that would need to be done if Kevin Durant isn't going to happen. It's a failure because you've put everything else on hold. Put all your eggs you, in one basket, you, essentially. Especially if this goes till September. <laughs> you've sat there and you handcuffed yourself in improving the roster. It would have been an abject failure if they had lost EA and didn't get KD. Right. It's it's failure because right now they're holding off on making subsequent moves like finding a backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would argue that they're weaker at the center position. Mm-hmm. Uh, JaVale McGee played a big part in the regular season success and just adding Dario back doesn't make up for that. And, you know, maybe Jake or Jacques Landell surprises us, Mm -hmm. but right now he's unproven, Mm -hmm. right? Bismack is a nice third center, but he's kind of that break glass in case of emergency if you need some hustle, right? I don't think he can play the minutes that JaVale did last year and have the impact that he did uh, for for a full season. Regular right? season, absolutely. I think they're more suited at that position for the playoffs than they were last year because yes. JaVale becomes unplayable once the playoffs start. Dario becomes a much bigger piece right. in the playoffs. I agree with you there. Uh, and look, you that backup point guard, you got worse at your backup point guard position because right now, as it stands, camp, campaign's the only backup you have there. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a situation that's sustainable, right? right? You can't have that going in. Even if even if you still play campaign, you need another guy because campaign has disappeared at, at numerous times. And maybe having Dario back out there helps Cam a little bit, but I don't trust it fully. So you basically you're not even running it back. You're running down a running back a watered down version of last year's team who couldn't get it done. So to me. It's a failure if if they have to wait until September and find out no Kevin Durant, because then you got to scramble to try to make a deal happen. And deals right before training camp usually don't come about. And it's this next month that you have your shot to try to improve the roster. I feel like both things, like it would be a failure from the offseason perspective to not get KD, but I don't think that means this upcoming season will be a failure. Right. Um, because Suns and Eight in the chat said we're still a 55 win team at worst. You know, these guys are going to continue to get better and continue to improve their game. So hopefully they'll take a step forward, which will ultimately help us as well as a team. But hello. Um, welcome back, by the way. They've been missing for a while, mm-hmm. but happy to have you back in the comments. Hello. They said if no KD. And all we did was re-sign DA. This is a failure when we all said we need a, a backup point guard and a power forward. And Woods, Grant, Murray all could have been gotten while keeping Book, DA, Mikel, and Cam. So yeah. I think when you look at the fact that you put all your eggs in this basket and you left guys who could have helped make you a better team um, off the table because of Kevin Durant, if you don't end up getting Kevin Durant, 
the offseason can be looked at as a failure, but I don't think that means this team will fail. But even if they win 55 games, it's a nine-game regression. Now, I get it. It's what you do in the playoffs, but still that's a backslide. I know you're hoping for internal growth, but I mean, everybody in the West has gotten gotten better, whether it's acquisitions maybe. they've made I'm not, or I'm guys not. coming back. Okay, Denver if is better if he stays healthy, okay. which he hasn't been for like two seasons. That's Kawhi fair. Leonard, if he stays healthy, hasn't been for two but, seasons. But all we can These do big is, ifs. At, as of right now, getting those guys back, playing playing this whole on-paper game that we have to play yeah. until games happen, on paper, the West has gotten tougher. And on paper, Cam Johnson, DA, Mikhail Bridges, young guys are all going to get better. Devin Booker, too. He's still only 25. He's going to keep getting better. I just, I, we're, it's projection, it's conjecture because that's all we have time to do. But like the Warriors won 53 games last year and won the title. So if the Suns win 55, I don't give a shit about the regular season well, anymore. I want to know what your playoff rotation is. Can't Do you have seven to eight guys that you can actually rely on? And are you going to avoid a collapse that none of us saw coming? Because I think that five game sample size at the end of that series has seriously skewed our judgment on this team and its trajectory which fair because that team should have won the title and they didn't and they fell dreadfully short of that. But I don't think we should lose sight of everything that came before and everything that still is yet to come. This team took its playoff lumps as young teams do. And I think they'll be better for it. I also think too, that they set a franchise record for regular season wins in a season. Mm -hmm. I don't know that even if you get Kevin Durant, they're going to reset the record next year. So right it's a pretty high possibility they're going to quote-unquote take a step back well, as far as regular season wins go. I get that. But if you have Kevin Durant and you take a step back in regular season, I feel like you're better prepared for the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. right? When you look at it right now, do you really feel you you've, your roster is, is weaker than it was in certain spots last mm -hmm. year? And you're hoping the internal growth changes it. Do you really believe this team is better in the playoffs right now than than they sat last year? I think they should be just by default because what we saw in that second round series was so uncharacteristic of what we had seen to that point with this young group in the playoffs. I, I, I do think like Mikhail Bridges isn't going to be that much of a non-factor again. Like DA isn't going to disappear in a game seven. Like Cam Johnson hopefully, knock on wood, isn't going to have a run-in with Mitchell Robinson for the third time that takes him out for a month right before the playoffs. Like, I, I think I think that if you have those young guys all take that step forward, that makes up for a lot of, you know, looking at campaign to do something on the bench, looking at Landry Shamit to do something. Because the reason we were looking and scrutinizing the depth so much is because a lot of the primary guys just fell off the face of the earth. Like and you, and you can bring up Chris Paul as far as his injuries being a recurring theme, especially come playoff time. And that's, for me, the biggest reason why they needed a better backup point guard was not for the playoffs, but for the regular season to just give him less minutes, give him a couple games off. Like, that was my biggest issue. So from that perspective, I do think putting all your eggs in the Kevin Durant basket backfires, especially if you don't get him. But I just don't know what the alternative was. If Kevin Durant says he wants to come to Phoenix, you open up that basket for as many yeah. eggs as you can carry. But at there. what point do you go, okay, we're not sure if this is going to happen, right? Right. And 
Jay Crowder's been rumored, you know, other other fringe guys that on you know to be dealt. Mm-hmm. At what point do you go, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna use one of these trade chips. We're gonna make a move because waiting until until training camp or right before isn't going to to try to make a move isn't going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Or do you, or if you're James Jones, you just go, I can rectify that with an in season trade if I need to. But he hasn't really been known to be to pull the trigger on in season stuff. So I don't know. I just look at it and go, at this point, if I get into that that first week of August and I don't feel like there's any momentum, I'm going to start making my other deals if if there's any opportunity to try to sure up some of these things. I don't think that's a point in time. I think that's a point in their negotiations when it really does truly feel like nothing's going to happen. Like if KD's people come to the Suns and say, hey, you can try and get this deal done, but we're not going to take the approach of not showing up to training camp and telling the Nets that we're going to sit out until we get moved, just as a heads up, then maybe that's when you kind of bite the bullet and say, okay, we need to pivot. Yeah, I I don't know that you're going to get that that kind of signal. And to me, I feel like there it wouldn't surprise me if you did. If Kevin Durant has been so open about wanting to come to the Suns, he's clearly had conversations with not just players like Book, but also probably front office personnel as well. Yeah, I mean... If it's truly his number one and only destination he wants to be at, he's had conversations. I think you're right that you you probably would get some nod, but... As that time ticks and you're running out of time before the beginning of the season, I don't know that I even want to wait for that. If if all of a sudden Utah's fire sale makes it where Jordan Clarkson's attainable for a price that you're comfortable with, I probably have to make that deal and say, I'll try to figure out the KD stuff on the other side. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> there is going to become a point where they're going to have to shore up the roster with that 15 spot and just look ahead to the season as is. And I think if that's the case, maybe you wait until the trade deadline to give the Kevin Durant situation a little bit more time before you make a trade with the playoffs in mind, like a Jordan Clarkson type deal, which sucks because that's going to leave us hanging in limbo for even longer with this situation. But I I honestly do think the reason that they haven't re-signed Ish Wainwright yet is because they are waiting to make this Kevin Durant trade which is going to send multiple bodies out and then they're going to have more roster spots so that they can bring him in. They can address that other point guard spot because right now it's either Ish Wainwright or a third point guard and you need a third point guard at this point, regardless of how you feel about campaign. You just need one on your roster. So that's my theory. Um, We've seen Ish Wainwright tweet, just tweet out patience. So I'm assuming that's what the holdup is because he played well enough in summer league to warrant being brought back, um, especially because he brings that small ball five dynamic. His three-point shooting looks like it's improving. Um, but yeah, it, it is unfortunate because it feels like we're just in limbo and that puts everything else on hold, including a Cam Johnson extension because if you're dealing him in a Kevin Durant trade, mm-hmm. you're probably waiting on that. There's no way they're going to give him an extension, do you think? Even if that, even if... Only the if KD the Kevin Durant... The table? Yeah, only if KD's off the table do I think that happens now. Which sucks because we've talked about Cam Johnson. Like, if Kevin Durant had never come out of thin air and the Suns brought back DA, they gave Book his supermax, and they extended Cam Johnson, I would have said this offseason's a resounding success. But because our expectations have been heightened now, 
we've gotten accustomed to a certain standard of living that we're expecting to come. Um, and I think if they had done that, then they would have had a chance in free agency to address some of these other bench issues we've been talking about. So Det in the chat brought up a really good point. They said the Suns collapse started before the playoffs. It might have been burnout from playing so much in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Three seasons were compressed into a short period of time. I think that's like a really good thing to remember as well because you had book going to the Olympics as well, then deep playoff runs that were also longer than normal because of all the things that were happening in the schedules that had to be adjusted. That on top of being a young team in the playoffs could definitely have had an effect on this team. For sure. They played a ton of basketball over the last three years and under less than ideal circumstances, daily testing for a lot of it. Like there was a lot going on mentally, physically that's draining. And I do think the push for getting that franchise record, that 64th win came back to bite them, not only because of how hard they were playing to get to that point, but because then they had like eight games left in the season or whatever it was where racking up wins didn't matter as much. They lost some of their edge. Um, they had to stray that line between rest and staying sharp, and they just didn't do it well enough. Every team had to deal with that, though. I mean, maybe not to the extent that the Suns did because they played into the finals, but mm -hmm. every team dealt with that. That, to me, some and not on you, but just yeah. in general, feels somewhat like an excuse. Well, we have a whole a full bag of, of them because we got we got the COVID thing. We got the played in the finals <laughs> leading into the shortest offseason. I'm choking to death here. <laughs> so please forgive me. Um, Shane, me and my great for off really hard. <laughs> yes, please. Um, but yeah, like they played into the finals. <laughs> I'm dying over here. All right. I apologize. I don't want to come off insensitive, continue to try to make my point while you're Please choking to death. Please continue to make your, uh, your point. <laughs> I don't want to lose a, a co-worker on the air. It's not while COVID, While I'm talking about Suns. Right? Yeah. Um, but no, they played into the finals, and then they had the shortest offseason in NBA history, and this was coming off of another long season with the bubble run and everything. So I don't know. I'm willing to give them a little more leeway. It doesn't make up for what we saw. There's no excuse every team went through it, but like the Bucks went home in the second round too. And yeah, they had an injury to deal with with Middleton, but like it, it happened. A lot of these teams that were really good the season before didn't make it as far as anyone thought they would. But you're going to run into the same issue. I mean, not as severe, but mm -hmm. if Monty and Chris Paul don't change their mindset. Yes, I agree with that. Because if you're pushing as hard as they push and you're not – doing the things to get rest. Now, I'm not saying load management, but playing I'll fewer minutes where you <laughs> yeah, can. Yeah, load management. I don't, think you, I don't think we'll ever see them go completely we into the, we're shutting guys down for certain games, but playing them less, Yeah, giving them more time. Mm -hmm. I just don't, unless that changes, it's not going to matter. Well, well. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. Um, if you guys are nervous for Espo and you need something to calm your nerves because you feel like he's going to die on the show, uh, might I recommend some OGs? They did just launch their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, Pina Culata. You can check them out online at OGsBrands.com, on Instagram at OGsBrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Espo has left the room. He just has to cough. You know when you get like that, 
like when you inhale incorrectly and you get spit stuck in the back of your throat on the mm-hmm. wrong side yep. and nothing you do makes it go away yes. other than just coughing really hard. Right. It feels like the like room gets minutes. hotter and yes. everyone's looking at you and you just got to remove yourself you from like the situation. You like because yep. you're trying so hard not. Oh, yeah. yeah. It makes it worse. It's a super, super <laughs> unfortunate situation to be in. It's even more unfortunate when you're in that situation on a live stream. But what are you going to do? That's life. Um, Shane, you do have a producer surprise yeah. for us, correct? Before we get into it, though, I sent you a tweet. and I th- Oh, you ju- sent me a tweet? Yeah, I just lost my damn mind. I think it's so funny. Oh. Um, it's, it's from Quentin Grimes tweeted something. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you just explain it, Lindsay? I don't think I understand this exactly. So Quinn Grimes just tweeted like a meditation emoji and some random NBA fan commented, injure Evan Fournier in practice. And Evan Fournier responds to the fan and goes, damn, bro, LOL. Or something. <laughs> I read that as injured Evan Fournier in practice. So I was like, I don't get it. I didn't realize he was like ax- asking for yeah. violence. NBA fans are crazy. NBA fans are absolutely crazy. Respond? He said, damn, man, LOL. That's tough. Yeah, that is kind of. Look, brutal. asking for injury, that's just messed up. Like, come on. What's going on in your life that you're going to be like, can you please injure Evan Fournier? You're a Knicks fan. Actually, what, you know what probably happened? He Googled Evan Fournier. And he's like, damn you for making me see this awful stuff. Don't do it. Please no. don't do it. Um, it's like, I'm, what's next? Bartering your soul for a championship? Like, who does that's, that? that's different. That's different. <laughs> At I'm least a, it's his own my, soul. My soul's already uh, not worth it, so uh, it's fine. This I love Wob like, in the chat. Hold on. I say, I say I'll give up my soul or barter my life mm-hmm. for a son's championship and let it start choking to death on the show. <laughs> I love Wob pointing it out. Multiple people upset about said that. Read it, Gerald. That's, mm, that's why you don't call upon the devil. <laughs> hey, if it gets a title, yeah, Charles you all can. Thank me. Also saying plot twist, it's Satan answering answering us special That's tough, man. I think we know what clip we're gonna use today. Uh, RIP Espo. Yeah. That's funny. You guys are so clever. <laughs> Honestly, I, I know I said it earlier, but chat makes the show so much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I would say this tweet is basically like 101 on what not to do as an NBA fan on yeah. Twitter. As a human being, you yeah. shouldn't be I mean, yeah, that too, but just in general. People just get way too brave online because A, they can be anonymous and B, they don't think that these people will see it. Yeah. So it's always the best when these people do see it and respond to it. Yeah. Come on. Grow up. Get a microphone and say it on video. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't. I'm kidding. Producer surprise. Producer surprise. (laughs) All right. All right. Producer surprise. (laughs) Hey, we got a new song. (laughs) I'll tune that. That's what I was thinking. All righty, my friends. So, obviously, All-Star Game and the Home Run Derby last two days. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it in this format. Uh, in our workspace. So this is kind of a two-part one. First of all, if there was a podcasting skills challenge or all-star game, what would you make it? What would the challenge be? Ad reading is part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say ad reading while people are distracting you or messing with you in some way. You have to get through the ad read in a certain amount of time. Love that. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, be, who who can sit in an uncomfortable chair for the Ooh. longest without getting up? Ooh, That's yes. very good. I think I could last 24 hours in this chair. I couldn't. I'd be in pain, but I think I could. Dude, our draft show was, what, four hours? And I was dying at the end of it. Oh, that was tough. You see my chair? 
Uh, you're a producer. Might. That's Actually, why we don't care. care more than this one. Damn, Damn, bro. <laughs> Damn, bro. LOL. Uh, <laughs> Damn, Josh man. in the chat says uh, a rant derby and that I would win. I think you have to have mm. some kind of rant off. You yeah. have to uh, channel that on on the spot. Nothing prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. So these are this is what I created. So this is the All Star Podcasting Skills Challenges, four skills challenges, and you got to nominate somebody from PHNX, each of you, okay. for your own team. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll go left to right. Gerald will start, and then we'll yes. go. You go first, and then you go Big first. Canada. So Gerald, first nomination for the Ad Read Speed Challenge. Who are you Ooh, nominating? Speed. Ad Read Speed Challenge. Oh, I got a good one. I'm trying to think. We're nominating a person. Yeah. Let me go first. Yeah, okay. you go ahead. Go ahead. Sean. Oh no, he doesn't know <laughs> any ads. No, but he's he talks fast naturally, so I feel like <laughs> if he read the ad and got it down, he'd be able to speed through it really you, fast. You, you've never seen him read an ad, so you uh, lose. Uh, <laughs> I feel like was... if he actually read the ads a couple times and understood what he was reading, he'd be able to read it fast. I I feel like we get down to a championship of Leah versus Johnny. Mm. I feel like Petey does the best ad reads, but I don't know if he could do them quick. No, he reads he reads off a very specific script I, okay. that he writes. I don't You're think right. he do. And it honestly, like that's the whole allure of his ad reads is the the way he does it and the pauses and the right, right. He, you know, he builds things up. Yeah. So I feel like that would kill his ad reads. What's right. next? I feel like I'd nominate myself. I'm a good speed reader. Like I could read Challenge things fast. Challenge accepted. That's our next ad. Uh, ad read roulette. Oh, boy. Fast read. <laughs> All right. The second one is the joke derby. One-on-one joke one with derby? somebody. Joke Bracket derby. style. How does it work? Best jokes. Best, Best jokes? Or, sorry. Jokes that land. Like it's a home run. So it has to land. Ooh. So not just Ooh. it's not just a quantity. It's quality. Quickly. I mean, Gerald definitely would win with the best dad joke. <laughs> if they were like, ter- if there were jokes that don't land, I would win that for sure. <laughs> I mean, people get them. It's yeah, just, they get them. They it just, just does it bring them joy or does it make them angry? Their automatic That's response the is rolling their eyes. I am the funniest person on PHNX, so I'm going to take, <laughs> okay. take that. Mm, I got you I to would, laugh right off of I, saying that. <laughs> Look at that. Mm, I don't. That's a tough one. I feel like Shane would have uh, have an outside shot at this. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think Shane I or Sean that. would be my pick. Don't, probably don't pump Sean, right? Sean <laughs> already pause, thinks that he'd be pause. the best at everything. Like, and See? it's just it's just not going to happen. Where's Saul when you need him? <laughs> All right, uh, the third one is the hot take challenge. Ooh. That's, that's either you or Saul mm-hmm. or Sean. I feel like I couldn't hear that. Sean just came in and said, pump me all you want. Pause. Take it easy. Gerald, <laughs> pump me all you want. Gerald is what he said. Oh, man. Uh, look, I think I think it could be. I think there's a handful of people. Mm-hmm. I think obviously Saul can do a passionate, uh, you know, yes. a passionate hot take. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not right usually, but he could do a passionate <laughs> but he's... hot take. Uh, Sean is very confident in what he says mm-hmm. and can argue literally about anything. Yes. Right. Again, not not right most of the time, but can argue about <laughs> it. It's debatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you know who I think is uh, Bo Bo Brock from the Cardinals. Okay. I, I show. I think he could come out uh, and and land a few punches in a. In a hot take derby, but again, I'm going with myself. I was going to say, I feel like you'd be good at that. Oh, I, I, 
I've developed a show here just to show off how good I can be at that. I feel like it I would be good at it, week. but I'm not willing to do it no, that's publicly true. yet. That's true. After selling your soul, you are literally the devil's advocate. So <laughs> I am. You'd be good at hot takes. Wait, nice one, wasn't that Keanu? I'm all right with that. That's uh... All right. Lindsay alluded to it. It's kind of this, kind of similar, but instead of sitting in a chair the longest, it's the awkward silence competition. You have to sit in an awkward silence. Oh, I would crush Lindsay that. would win. Hands down, Lindsay would win. I feel like I would crush that. Gerald would lose in the first couple of seconds. I don't know if I would. I oh, feel like geez. I'd be decent at that. You're staring at your opponent's eyes? Can yeah. you laugh? I can do that. Is yeah. it like, that? can you just, just laugh and smile just as long as you don't speak literal words? So is it like getting the person to crack or is it just like no. an uncomfortable, uncomfortable situation? Oh, it's just really uncomfortable. Like it always feels like somebody's about to talk. Oh, yeah. I'm used to that. I can do that. <laughs> Gerald actually really good in uncomfortable situations, as we saw with Sean Marks at Summer League. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pro. all I got. I like that. That'd be kind of fun. Maybe we should do that next All-Star. <laughs> next NBA All-Star. <laughs> we tried last oh, yeah. year to do our challenges. Yeah. Maybe we'll do like a podcasting challenge. What if we tried a planning challenge? We could do that. Planning All-Star game. Yeah, that's too much work, Shane. <laughs> Come on. Calm down, sir. Don't get too aggressive. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you as always. Just a reminder, we want you to stay safe and healthy this summer. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash findvaccine for a location near you. We will be back tomorrow. Same place, same time, 2 p.m. right here on YouTube. If you can't join us live, you can always catch us wherever you listen to your podcast. And, uh... One additional plug, if you're not a member at gophnx.com, consider becoming a member today. You get access to, like I said earlier in the show, Gerald's sweet, sweet content, as well as all the other teams that we cover in the Valley, all of their written content, some digital and video exclusive only to gophnx members, as well as the Discord, which is pretty cool. So mm -hmm. just look into it and see all the cool things that come with it and sign up. Plus, go buy a shirt. My six-year-old's grown out of all her clothes, and I need some more money. So <laughs> help me out, please. Until tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Espo at Espo. And you can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. Espo, take us home. Remember, the cough's not COVID. I'm just joking to death. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PH and X though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan.